welcome to the podcast series, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. I'm Catherine Brassel, and today I am joined by Group Managing Director at Accelerex Holdings, Tundi Ogangbad. Accelerex is the parent company of African fintech powerhouse, Global Accelerex Limited, and they look to simplify everyday life across Africa through innovative digital payments and financial services. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tundi. How has the start of the year been? And we're in Q2 already. Oh, we've been up to exciting times uh, and uh, really looking forward to 2022 coming out of the pandemic. So enjoying the, the ride and looking forward to great accomplishments in 2022. Brilliant. Likewise, likewise. So yeah, we'd love to just uh, you know kick off our podcast today and hear a bit more about you, um, sort of kicking off with your career journey and really what got you started and passionate about the fintech space? Excellent. So I started my career uh, in the UK, actually in Europe, uh, working in IT consulting as a system engineer. Uh, Through that, got experience in industries such as oil and gas, broadcasting, pay TV, digital right management, uh, which was an award then. And after that, moved to North America to uh, focus on management consulting, where I worked for uh, companies like PricewaterhouseCoopers, Capgemini, Ernest & Young, Sojeti. Uh, and as a management consultant, worked on engagements for clients in several industries, uh, requiring things like technology solution, process improvements, and strategic change. Um, mm. After that experience, left uh, management consulting to spend about six years plus in the utility sector as a leader, uh, helping with um, restructuring a whole technology department and bringing in a new staff of 100 FT to bring uh, strategic and transformational change to uh, an organization that's been around for about 90 years. So wow. that kind of gives you a background of uh, some of the things I've done. So it's been uh, exciting working uh, across those continents and in different sectors and industries, certainly management consulting. Yeah, that sounds like it's always quite a solid foundation for a lot of the leaders that we have the, the privilege of chatting to. So um, I'm sure it taught you a great deal. And, um, you know, talking about, um, you know, you know, Accelerix at the moment um, and and also just, you know, you know, sort of casting your mind back to when you were more in the sort of startup phase. What were some of the biggest sort of barriers to entry um, and, and maybe something that sort of comes to mind that um, you'd love to share with us? Uh, that's a good question. So while I was uh, if, uh, during my career, I got an opportunity to work with the um, financial services industry, certainly. Uh, both on the investment banking side and as well as the um, uh, retail banking and also some some even in the treasury government management. So um, what really uh, got us excited or got me personally excited about the fintech industry was really an opportunity to uh, bring change and inclusion to uh, the space in Africa. And mm. certainly the challenge there was um, you know lack of infrastructure uh, like you yeah. have in mature markets, uh, lack of um, regulation policies still evolving, heavy dependency on cash, and um, and all those uh, you know pillars and structures that you take for granted in the West that wasn't really formidable or established in the segments and industry we were focused on, certainly in our markets. So those are the challenges: uh, lack of regulation, lack of clarity, infrastructure was still being. Um, developed sort of poor. It gave an advantage on one yeah. hand because you didn't have anything to take out and replace. But on the other hand, uh, you had to go in and introduce a new set of behavior to uh, a consumer space that had been in existence for, 
for hundreds of years. So yeah. uh, that the challenge was regulatory, challenge was um, infrastructure, technology, challenge was even uh, consumer behavior. So all those three things were maybe part of the big entry barriers that were there at the startup phase. Yeah, of course, of course. And um, how would you say that, you know, how's that sort of shifted over the last couple of years? Because obviously there've been a lot of, uh, you know, startups and I think people are slowly becoming a bit more sort of, uh, fi- you know, financially aware. You know, do you feel that that has, that those barriers are kind of breaking a bit now? Yeah, I do. I, I certainly uh, feel like things are much easier now. Uh, there was no word called fintech at that point in time. Now, if, if you say it was fintech, uh, you know, the industry and even uh, capital kind of knows what you're doing. Um, you know, th- those barriers in terms of regulation, there are things like regulatory sandbox. Regulators know about startups coming to complement banks, financial institutions that have been around to try and solve the problem. Uh, so it's it's somewhat easier uh, now, and um, one of the biggest thing on the consumer side is there's a, a greater awareness. Now there's a, um, the infrastructure challenges have been largely solved. There's a huge teledensity. Uh, most people yeah. have smart devices, so they can connect and engage digitally. They're on social media. So uh, I think some of the challenges that were there in terms of um, uh, hurdles to, to, to get across have been largely solved. Uh, there may still be some on the regulatory side, but that's more of a formative um, and the fact that technology is always ahead of regulation. But I mean, largely it's solved. Um, startups now have it easier and the, the industry understands the problem and uh, consumers are also receptive. Yeah, it's a re- it's an exciting time to sort of be in the space. Um, and let's talk about, let's look at you, uh, you know, as a leader, as somebody, you know, sort of, you know, driving, you know, the financial technology industry. Um, what would you say are some of your core strengths and and skills that have really served you best um, to kind of drive performance uh, in the company? I think certainly you can't discount the knowledge of technology because between uh, fin and tech is technology, financial technology. So that has been one yeah. uh, a great and um, de- a deep understanding of technology and not just technology, but how to use technology to solve real business problems. That's one. Uh, certainly management consulting has given a great mm. deal of experience in how to look at any industry, whether it's farmer or financial services or retail uh, or anything in between there and look at how they uh, create value and um, extract rent or profit from that value. And uh, so those two things have been very, very dear to me in terms of mm-hmm. core strength that have served me well uh, to drive performance and profitability for uh, what we're doing in SLRX. Awesome. And how would you say you kind of motivate uh, motivate your teams to succeed? Uh, because that leads me to my next question, which will be about some of the awards that you guys have won. But uh, yeah, just how do you actually drive, you know, how do you kind of motivate everyone to really give their best and perform? So I, 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 my leadership style has been one where I empower people. I, I really want people to have a sense of not just being a part of something bigger than themselves that we can all achieve individually, but co- coming together, we can accomplish, but more also bringing people's strength and qualities out and having them fulfill their own life purpose as they fulfill the company's objective. And I'm really, I have an eye for people and uh, and how um, the best in terms of um, skill, knowledge and ability can be extracted, um, pushed to, to, to the next frontier and organize that together and bringing people together to, to achieve results. I think that's one of the 
things that's enabled us to um, win those awards. I mean, we've it's not always technology, it's not always capital. Uh, it's something that is um, a, a blend of those various things, uh, the people, uh, the process, the technology, uh, but more so how you can harness the human capital and organize it to achieve goals and great results. And I think that's what okay. it, what really stands out for us when you think about uh, winning those uh, fintech service provider award or customer focus ITT, et cetera. Those things have been about how we can organize our people, uh, how we can bring yeah. them together um, and and bring out the best in them. And more importantly, help them achieve their life's purpose um, in, in their, or their career purpose as they achieve the company's objective. That has been largely what what we've been focused on and um, bringing mm-hmm. out the best in people and um, helping them fulfill their dreams. Um, I, I think that's very critical. And that's one yeah, leadership for sure. value that we, must, we mustn't forget. Yeah, and so you would say that uh, the people have been one of the biggest attributors to the success. Um, on the back of that, you know, how are you actually uh, selecting your teams um, and, and, and going through that process in terms of building, you know, your successful management teams and obviously it filters all the way down. Um, but what are some of the sort of, I would say, you know, core uh, perhaps values or attributes that you look for when you are selecting people and your teams? So a very good question. Uh, I, I think one thing that is, uh, and I'll just segue, that's a big problem right now is that there's a talent war going on, especially in the post-COVID yeah. war. Uh, Pre-COVID, yeah. uh, in a startup phase, you you pretty much um, look for people who have the ability to learn, irrespective of discipline and knowledge. Um, so they may not necessarily come from a accounting, financial services background, but do they have the capacity? Um, do they have the requisite background that gives them the ability to learn any industry or develop their talent in, in an industry they're passionate about? So certainly I look for passion. I look for um, the, the foundational knowledge that gives them the ability to take on any challenge uh, but now in a post-COVID world, especially as a business matures, you need a strong management team. So you definitely want people mm. who have um, some some type of experience. Uh, they've cut their teeth and proven their ability to lead team, organize for results. Um, just because someone has a title called, called a leader or manager doesn't necessarily mean that they have the ability to lead. So we do a lot of assessments, especially when we're looking at mid-level to uh, senior level roles, we we definitely leverage on uh, personality assessment tools. So whether it's a Myers Briggs type indicator or Kilman conflict mode, all those type of assessments, I think is very critical because we want to know, um, you know, barring everything else, can this person be a part of the culture? Can yeah. they fit into the team? Would they yeah. bring something that would um, drive? Um, uh, execution? Will they bring something that will help focus on results? Uh, inattention to detail is so common in leadership these days, and we need to get people who would help us focus on achieving the results. So we use different dimensions to evaluate this. Um, certainly one is um, assessments nowadays is so key. Um, you know, yeah. uh, we, we do a lot of that. We lean on uh, this, uh, you know, psychometric testing type um, mm. tools uh, just to, to make sure that can we really get to understand this person uh, because we want to measure 10 times before we cut once. Yeah, it's a it's a commitment, <laughs> of <is>. course. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, of course, people, you know, make the company. So you want to be sure. Um, and, uh, you know, moving, moving, you know, across from people and talking a little bit more about trends in the fintech space. Um, I'm sure you've got your pulse on a lot of what's happening globally. But it was just to ask, you know, what are some of the kind of big fintech trends that you're currently following that you're kind of getting excited excited about um, and also looking forward to seeing more of? One of the biggest fintech trends uh, uh, that I think I'm following is really what's going to happen uh, in terms of consumer behavior in the future. Certainly, there's, mm. um, the whole concept of banking is changing and the concept yeah. of who is the customer is also changing it, and where is the customer located and who owns the customer. So those things have been uh, challenged um, by technology. Certainly, uh, if you think about um, 20 years ago, the bank was um, right in the center of that conversation. But now uh, data uh, providers are asking that question. Um, you know, of course, there are things like um, data protection rights that are also challenging um, how you manage uh, customer information. There, there are uh, social media giants that are also challenging the question of um, uh, who owns the customer. So that there's this yeah. whole myriad of, of, of challenges, if you will, around who owns a customer. And, and certainly regulation is who decides, uh, is the arbiter, if you will, that decides, well, who currently holds or stores your value or holds your, your money. And that's because of, of the way the monetary system works. So uh, there's going to be an interesting future, especially when you think about DeFi and uh, blockchain yeah. and Bitcoins and um, this whole um new trends that are emerging around how people store value, uh, you know, spend the value that they store and uh, or even the, the rails that are used for transiting those values from one um, beneficiary to another. Uh, so um, it's, it's, it's those trends that we're looking at to see how things shape out. Certainly, um, you know, globally, there, there are regulatory changes that, that are sweeping upon us, that the, 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 those who are for and against will continue to watch those and see how yeah. that plays out. And, and at, the, at the heart of it and what's really bringing um, economies of scale and scope to is what technology can do that it couldn't do, mm. if you will, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So yeah. I, I'm excited about those um, um, trends as they're shipping out. Mm. Uh, I'm more excited about what it does for the consumer and how yeah, it course. transforms the life of a consumer, enables them to be financially included, gives them the ability to be economically empowered and, and give them an opportunity that they will otherwise not have been able to have in life um, if mm. it were not for the cost and entry level of this uh, technology. So that, yeah. that's really what keeps me excited. And exactly what you said about um, the infrastructure now slowly, you know, being in place. Everyone has mobile phones, so you know, there's there's no reason why people can't be financially included. Yeah, yeah. everyone should be, and. Um, uh, financial inclusion certainly is a, a major problem to solve with uh, fintechs in Africa. And uh, if 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 you look at macro economies, one of the things that makes it um, makes things faster is the ability for the and that's why we call it currency to move kind of faster. If it, if, if mm. the current flows faster, um, investments, someone saving becomes someone else's someone else's investment. Access to capital is easy. The capital markets are mature. Uh, it just does a lot for the economy. So financial inclusion is going to be uh, the pillar for transformation in Africa. And certainly that's why we have our eyes squarely focused on that. 
Yeah, no, it's it's super exciting to watch all of it unfold. And like you say, especially in Africa right now, where it's needed the most. <laughs> um, okay, so let's cast our attention, you know, more to Accelerix Holdings, the company itself. Um, you know, what can listeners kind of keep an eye out for this year? You know, what are some of the exciting projects on the go? And, and what you, can you kind of let us know about at this stage that's happening? I guess one of the things that um, I'm super excited about in SRX Holding is the future and the problem we're solving. We, we've learned a lot uh, over the last decade um, with our, our, our presence in, in West Africa, certainly Nigeria, where, where our roots started from, um, and, and learning things in, in, in the payment space, payment service provider space, moving from there to, yeah. to agent network, and then certainly um, taking a, a small presence in the microfinance space and 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 then taking that lesson to to Ghana and what we're doing in Ghana and with our licenses there uh, I, I think one of the things I'm, I'm I'm more excited about is um taking the lessons we've learned in West Africa East and and mm. with the work we're doing with in Kenya Tanzania uh in Congo and other adjacent markets Uganda etc and and more importantly going there to learn uh, to listen because we know uh, consumers are not exactly uh, the same. Uh, you know, payment behavior uh, of financial services is not exactly the same. But taking the lessons we've learned and going there to learn something new, uh, so that we can get the entire um, African continent financial included. Certainly, we're not the only ones solving that problem. But I'm excited about the way we are approaching it because we're looking at it from a, from a service promise. We we keep the SRX service promise front and center. And I talked about people earlier yeah. on. We want to make sure that um, the promise that we make to the consumer, to, to the merchant, to the agent, or anyone who is benefiting one way or another for, from our, our products and services is that it achieves the objective without them even knowing that they're being a part of the, uh, the utility. Mm. And that, that's what brings us joy. A lot of people uh, are using... Um, Acelerx rails or products or tools, they don't even know that that's what's happening. Uh, maybe it's <laughs> it's kind of facading behind uh, some, some other product or service, and that's what they focus on. And that's when you know that you've actually achieved utility scale. And that's what we want to do as we move and venture east and, and look at um, sub-Saharan Africa and um, other things that are going on there. And certainly, um, we would then be thinking about um, cross-pollination. What, what are the things that are working in the West that we can uh, transplant into the East and water things we've learned from the East that we can bring back to the West. So uh, I think that's going to be um, a very rich learning for us. Certainly we are doubling down and um, uh, anchoring down on in, in all sides and making sure that um, uh, the challenge and opportunity of financial inclusion uh, and the role that we're supposed to play where we're, we're achieving those and um, we're delighting our customers. Fabulous. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it you've highlighted so many, yeah, just so many exciting kind of reasons why we love being in Africa right now. And we're excited to watch Accelerix holdings over the next few months and years to come. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can have you back on the podcast in uh, maybe a year's time and uh, you can tell us uh, a, a new a slightly different story, but um, definitely a story of growth, which is exciting. Uh, Catherine, you know I love to do that. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time today, Tundi. Um, can you tell our listeners, if they would like to get hold of you, what is the best way for them to reach out? 
Uh, the best way is always our website, srxholdings.com or globalsrx.com. Uh, the easiest way is also um, uh, reaching us uh, through Instagram, you know, at globalsrx on LinkedIn. Uh, you can search us, SRX Holding or Global SRX. And any of our payment service businesses would always be uh, using the brand name Global SRX. Our agent network would be SRX Network. So any of those would be um, a fair way to find us. Is that the closing bell? <laughs> Actually, that awesome. is the market opening. <laughs> <laughs> I should know this. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today again. And um, yeah, um, all the best for, the, for, for Q2 and beyond. Thank you so much, Katrin. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, Talking Success, connecting the global fintech community. Please follow us on LinkedIn under Talent in the Cloud, or if you're interested in exec talent, expanding your fintech team, or you yourself are looking for an exciting change in your career, please check out our website, talentinthecloud.io.